Brazil's first blockchain baby has been born. It matters little whether you find the idea of a human being logged on the blockchain as either frightening or fascinating. Brazil's blockchain baby is actually a reminder of how this technology's presence is slowly creeping into our lives. You may not yet understand what blockchain really is, I confess I don't, but trust me, it won't take long until it becomes an important part of our lives. But what does this blockchain baby have to do with Brazilian bureaucracy? As a matter of fact, everything. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report, and you're listening to the Explaining Brazil podcast. It takes almost three months to open a company in Brazil, and some firms can spend around 2,000 hours a year just to comply with the country's confusing tax regulations. But Brazil wasn't always this bureaucratic. I mean, firstly, because any notion of a true Brazilian nation didn't exist before 1808. But all the way up until the 1920s, the Brazilian state was present in very few parts of the territory. The country was still extremely rural and largely illiterate. After the 1920s, though, with the boon of urbanization, we also experienced an explosion in bureaucracy. One piece of data is particularly fascinating. In 1920, there were 10 civil servants for every 1,000 Brazilians in Rio de Janeiro, which at the time was the capital of Brazil. Just 30 years later, and that rate increased dramatically to 68 for every 1,000. In 1950, 7% of Brazil's workforce was in public service. Sociologist Carlos Henrique Assunção Paiva points to the presidency of Getúlio Vargas between 1930 and 1945 as a key factor for this shift. At the time, there was a notion that the Brazilian state was solely responsible for driving the country forward, and Vargas, who spent most of his presidency as a dictator, centralized all power and created a robust bureaucratic apparatus. In the 1930s, the government created a series of rules for joining the public sector, along with incredibly good working conditions. To this day, civil servants earn much more than private workers, something to the tune of 96% more. Ewan Marshall, hello. Hi, Gustavo. You've lived in Sao Paulo for, what, nine, ten years now? And what do you think? Does the B in Brazil stand for bureaucracy? Look, at the end of the day, every country has its red tape. But yes, I mean, over my years in Brazil, I've definitely come across my, my fair share of bureaucratic nightmares. And, you know, business-wise, it's part of the what people call the Brazil cost. And, you know, today when you're in Brazil trying to do business, it's unavoidable. Exactly. I mean... Almost every single study about the country's business environment mentions red tape as the major business deterrent. But can we see a light at the end of the tunnel? Apparently, yes, we can. No train, I hope so. Well, no, obviously, I hope not. Um, in fact, Brazil has recently made some changes 
to reduce red tape and things seem to be getting progressively easier as time goes on. Okay. Well, first of all, starting a business has become much more straightforward in Sao Paulo and in Rio de Janeiro because both states have reduced their bureaucratic requirements and also lowered the cost of like digital certificates. And, you know, Sao Paulo and Rio, these two cities, they've also improved and digitized their land registration systems, which, you know, saves a lot of time on these processes. But, I mean, Sao Paulo and Rio are just two cities, the two biggest cities in Brazil, but just two. Has this revolution spread around the country? Not quite, not yet, um, but things are happening. And the fact is that it's coming in Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo, which, you know, are responsible for millions and millions of people. Ah. It's still something. And what else has changed? Well, for the average person in Brazil, one of the most frustrating hoops to jump through is the so-called signature recognition process, which previously was required on almost every administrative document. Essentially, what this was, was a process by which your own signature was rendered useless until you turned up at a notary office, signed your name in person, and a clerk compared the two signatures to be validated. Not even mentioning the lines you would have to take before undergoing this process. I mean, you also have to pay for it. Yeah, definitely. It's incredible. And But anyway, since the end of 2018, it's no longer legal for any government agency to demand these recognized signatures on any public documents. Unfortunately, they're still used an awful lot in the private sector, who are kind of stuck in their ways a little bit. But at least this is a step in the right direction. Next, one technological breakthrough could completely revolutionize Brazilian bureaucracy. That's after the break. It's a, a system that was created to record transactions. This is the basic idea. Uh, this is a distributed ledger technology. Carlos Richoto is a blockchain technical leader at IBM Brazil. So the idea is to have uh, all, all kinds of transactions can be recorded in a system that brings to us uh, two basic functionalities. The first one is the immutability. Once a record is created, is registered on the system, It's not possible anymore uh, to change this record, to change the value, to change the date, to change anything in this record. This is possible uh, based on a lot of uh, cryptographies and mathematical tools that make uh, the, the records uh, immutable. And the second point is to distribute this information, so uh, create replicas, replications from this information in different uh, parts of the network. Uh, I used to call this part as a, a nodes or peers. So everyone that uh, in, are in the same network have a complete, hep, uh, complete set of data. It's exactly the same data of the, all the other participants. So it brings to us uh, trust. Because even uh, if I was able to do any alteration, any change in the data on my peer, uh, this is very difficult because there is a lot of uh, cryptography. But even if I was able to do this, Uh, the data was replicated in all of the networks. So it's easy for the network to uh, identify that my version of the information 
are corrupted or are uh, different, and then the network have mechanisms to fix this. So, uh, in one one sentence, a blockchain is a distributed ledger technology that creates trust on the record of the business transactions. Uh, blockchain was born because the cryptocurrency, right? When the Bitcoin was created in 2008, uh, they had the need to create this, this distributed light technology behind the Bitcoin. So uh, the cryptocurrency was the first use case that was uh, that make use of the blockchain. And, and still today, it's a very popular use case because uh, there is a lot of implementation of cryptocurrencies today, more than 3,000 cryptocurrencies in the world. Uh, and they are still uh, a very popular subject. But uh, this is one of the use cases that are possible with blockchain. Uh, some studies say us that the, it's less than 10% of the use, possible use cases for blockchain is related for cryptocurrency. So, Carlos, what is this blockchain baby thing? On blockchain, public blockchains, you can hash anything. We can get this interview and register that on blockchain. So in the future, you can say, oh, okay, this interview happens on November 4th. Okay. But there is no, uh, a prior, uh, there is no uh, legal basis for that uh, yet. Uh, in this case, it's a, it's a little bit different because in this case, you have the notary officer that's re responsible for the barn registration uh, integrated on the network. So uh, it has all the standard uh, law-based uh, value that a, a standard uh, registration has, right? Uh, today is still is still a pilot, so it's only running on a, on the San Jose Hospital in Rio. Uh, we, the department and IBM now are working to expand this network to other cities, other hospitals. Okay, so uh, the basic process is when the, the, the child is born, baby is born, uh, someone from the medical team generate a digital declaration that declares that there is a, a, a live person born, is the, 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 the official name of this declaration. And then the father of the baby, they go to the platform and create a digital identity. And using this digital identity, they request it to the notary officer to do the born registration. Uh, the notary officer gets information from the network automatically. Uh, they get the declaration from the medical team plus the request from the father. And then they use this information to do all the standard procedures and do the registration. So they generate the born certificate and they return the certificate through the network uh, to, the, to the father on the hospital. So it uh, speed up the process a lot. What other practical applications do we have for blockchain? We said earlier that land registration systems are now being taken online, but could they go on the blockchain too? As you know, in Brazil, we have five kind, five different kinds of notaries. Each one have your specific uh, um, services. So they created this network, and we have two pilots running now. One of them is for uh, lending and building registration. So when you buy a, a, a house or an apartment, you have a process to register and to get the, this registration. Usually, uh, it can took around 45 days to you get your formal uh, registration of the, that 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 real estate that in building. Uh, we are doing a pilot in, in Rio with two building companies and some uh, notaries, and we can reduce this 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 time frame to around 20 minutes 
So after buy apartment in 20 minutes, you are able to get your official registration. And another pilot that are running with uh, Casa São José, Casa São José, it's a hospital in Rio, is for newborn registration. It's also it's a process that runs with the notaries, and today it took for five to seven days to get the barn certificate, and we was able to reduce this for also a few minutes. Uh, inside the hospital, we were able to request the, the registration and get the formal uh, barn certification. Notaries offices, or as Brazilians call it, cartórios, exist to prevent fraud. So would blockchain make them completely obsolete? Um, I think that uh, we can, we will change, or blockchain will change the, the way that the, car, the cartoons, the notaries, do the, their job. Uh, basically, uh, in my vision, uh, the notaries, the, car, the cartoons, have two main responsibilities. One of them is keep the record. It's a bookkeeper of the information. This kind of responsibility can be uh, turned over to a blockchain network. So it doesn't need anymore to have a place that keep books with the records. This can be digital, right, and spread on a network. But uh, in the other other uh, functionality, other, other service that the, the, the notorious that the cartoons gives to us is the the legal uh, analysis and legal uh, validity of these documentations, right? When I do a contract. I can go to a, con uh, a notary officer and then they can uh, ensure that this contract have a legal uh, value. So this kind of uh, intelligence we still need. So you're saying notaries offices would continue to exist? The blockchain will be make the job of the notaries easier and, the, and, and reduce frauds and more because you can create networks spread all, all over the country. So it's more it's easier to share information, share records between different officers. Uh, but the notaries still have an important uh, a role that is this uh, validation of the legal uh, legal information on the contract to, to validation the process uh, and so on. So, Carlos, how exactly does blockchain baby impacts Brazilian bureaucracy? Uh, we are a little bit late uh, regarding the rest of the world, but this year we have a lot of new projects going on. Uh, uh, we are involved in some projects. We have a very nice project that was launched on last June that the RBSFM, it's, uh, in Portuguese means Rede Blockchain Sistema Financeiro Nacional. It's a financial network for the financial system in Brazil, where we have today 13 banks connected exchange informations. Uh, the first use for this network is exchange data about the mobile devices to help the fraud prevention system of the banks so they can share data about uh, device, uh, compromised devices. So it's, it, it, it can uh, increase the security of the financial system. And also we have two, two projects that are running, two pilot projects that are running with a business partner from IBM in, in Rio de Janeiro that's called the Growth Tech, is the, bar, the partner, and they are creating a network uh, connecting the notary offices. Today, you're, you're, uh, it's possible to, uh, to sign a contract using your digital signature, your digital certificate. Uh, the main problem is it's hard to have a digital certificate. It's expensive. You need to buy the digital certificate and renew this every year. Uh, you need to have a special reader, 
to to read the, the, the certificate that is, resides on a card. So it's a complicated process. But today, our uh, it's already possible to do a digital uh, signatures in documents and contracts. But uh, I believe that blockchain can uh, make this kind of process easier and can spread this technology. Uh, the, the, the biggest challenge of this scenario is create a uh, national wide recognized identity. Uh, we know that the Brazilian government have some have several uh, initiatives to create a national digital identity. So this can be a challenge. Uh, we are working in other countries such as Canada to create a national digital uh, identity that you can use to sign and to identify yourself in anything. From a, 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 a operation on an e-commerce website, you doesn't need to have it to do all the registration process on, a, on that website. You can just provide your identity, and, and then identify yourself as you, and can do business with you, and also go through the sign uh, contract sign signatures, uh, whatever. So uh, there's some initiatives in the world in Brazil to, to create this identity, and blockchain probably will be the best technology to create this kind of solution. This episode was written by me, Gustavo Ribeiro, and Ewan Marshall, who also edits the final script. Lucas Berti produced this show. If you like our show, remember that the best way to support this podcast is by subscribing to The Brazilian Report. You can enjoy a 7-day, no-strings-attached free trial before committing to a subscription. And don't worry, you only need to add your credit card number after you decide to subscribe, but we're pretty confident you will. Go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. That's all for now. I'll see you next week.